Hello and welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. With me today, I've got a dynamic duo. The first on my left is Drew Fishbein, who is Mr. OMG Drift. And across from me, I've got a superstar in the world of Twitch streaming, Miss Caitlin Ting. Thank you so much, the pair of you, for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having us. That's all right. And I've also got Kaiju Kiwi on my lap here. So if you hear anything, <laughs> it's going to be her talking, asking the most difficult questions. So It's good to know. Yes. She always asks the hard ones. It's, it's my get-out-of-jail-free card, I guess. So with that, I mean, I was going to ask and start, basically, Mr. OMG Drift. How did Mr. OMG Drift get started with OMG Drift? Uh, so the, uh, I guess the, the, the short version is I was shooting for a website called Everything Drift mm-hmm. um, after being introdu- introduced to like street racing and drifting in the San Fernando Valley. And what year would that have been? We're uh, going back now. That would have been 2008. Okay. Uh, so I was involved uh, just generally going to car meets in like the Porter Ranch area mm-hmm. uh, from like 2005 to 2007. And then everyone that had uh, like talons eventually got S13s and started drifting. And then we went to Willow Springs, and then I was like, oh, like I kind of like photography, so I got a camera, and it was a point-and-shoot camera, which was not good for uh, media. Yep. And anyways... Everyone's been there. Yeah. Especially <laughs> in the media scene. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, God, looking back. <laughs> uh, and... We were never those types of people that would show up with the worst camera and say, you know what, I need a vest, and I'm going to get I right to the front person. of the line. You, I never was that person. You weren't that person, but that's because you knew me. Yeah. So I was like, here's a nice camera, figure it out. Um, but yeah, so I, I then started going to the track, Mm -hmm. uh, with friends and then I was shooting for everything drift. I went to Adams Motorsport Park and then I wanted to shoot formula drift because someone had mentioned it to me and I Googled formula drift because I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know it existed. Mm -hmm. And I saw there was media people in vests. They had cameras that were bigger than mine with white lenses and that's the key. As yeah. long as you get a white lens. Just get yeah. the white lens. Or you need a big get, lens. Maybe get like a couple of big bean tins that you can yeah. like wrap white yeah. paint around and say, look, that's it. Just put in the camera. Way to go. I, uh, I blew my savings on a full camera setup. I bought a 40D, mm-hmm. which was not the greatest camera, but it, it served me well. And I got a 7200 2.8 from Canon. And I showed up to Formula Drift and everything Drift got me in. I shot a, almost a full season. And then the end of that season, everything drift was going to shut down because the owner uh, was having health problems, wasn't really feeling it, and uh, I really wanted to keep shooting. Mm -hmm. So I was like, uh, well, what do I need to do? I reached out to John P. from Formula D. Shout out to John P. Yep. Big (laughs) shouts. A dedicated listener of the No Breaking Podcast. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I I said, can I get in as a freelancer? And he was like, no, obviously not. So uh, I started uh, OMG Drift. Uh, so as a as a media company, but I don't know. I was just I just wanted to find a way to get access to Formula Drift, mm-hmm. and I didn't have like the social confidence to like reach out to other people. So in my brain, I was just like, oh, if I just start something, uh, I'll get in. And I think this was before there were like a million media outlets. Sure, uh, there was just like four or five of us, I think. So. Uh, I, I came up with uh, the name OMG Drift in uh, Sharkies. I had been thinking about names for like two or three months. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were almost like, I think it was 
like asphalt demons or something like because I was thinking of, I was thinking of the the motor mavens the speed hunters mm-hmm. like I need to be there so it was uh, thinking of a name is a real hard thing it was tough I mean it's that's, not an easy task it's kind of it's kind of everything yeah um, I mean I've gone with no breaking some may say the no bra king <laughs> <laughs> I've always got that to fall back on I guess but yeah. uh, I prefer not to if you ever need to do a, a real big time media pivot you got yeah, it that's it right there <laughs> um. But yeah, I, it just it just all kind of came to me. Uh, the website was originally like all blacks and reds and yellows, and uh, I had like downloaded some new WordPress theme that happened to have a purple built in, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, let me try purple, and then it became purple and lime green, and then everything started to make sense. It was like a more fun version of what everybody else was doing, but at that time, I didn't realize that. I just really wanted a place to like get into events and not pay for things. Yeah, I mean, who knew that, that was a thing that people wanted to realize that you could get behind the fence? Yeah. If you started your own thing. Totally. And now all you need is an iPhone and you're good to go Dude, any, any way you want. And my iPhone videos still do better than my real videos. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we met for the first time at that 2009 in Sonoma. Yeah. When you were covering it there. Yeah. Okay. It's been a long time. It is. And God, do I miss Sonoma. Yeah. Yeah, so do I sometimes. Yeah. So do I. But then, Caitlin, how did you get sort of dragged into this world then? Um, well, I started dating Drew in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I knew nothing about drifting or that drifting was even a thing. A thing, sure. Outside of movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, so, I wasn't really into cars and I wasn't into motorsports. Um, and because Drew did photography, I would go with him to other events Mm -hmm. and in 2014 the beginning of 2014 we were at willow springs and he felt bad because he was out there shooting on track and i was just sitting um and there's not much to do no not at all and we were at horse thief mile too so it was unless you want to be in that little shack yeah there was nothing for me to do except sit and watch so he he brought me out on track and just taught me how to shoot that day yeah, originally I was I, I told Paul I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna teach her how to shoot just to get her out there. Because mm-hmm. you felt bad. And then you were there, and I was like, oh, I should actually like just give her the camera and see what happens. What's the yeah. worst she could do? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was like, I'm gonna suck, but okay. So I, I remember I set the camera up for her, mm-hmm. uh, and just like yeah, just just follow and shoot. And so she was like immediately panning as well as I was. Her first day, she caught a fireball shot, and I never got fireballs. And immediately I was like, oh, what did I just do? Yeah, I could feel everything awesome. that I uh, grew up doing slipping from my fingers. When the apprentice outgrows the master in 24 hours. Is that oh, what you're telling me? Yeah, 24 minutes. Okay, <laughs> and, and they've not looked back since, right? No, basically not at all. So after that, I just started shooting. I think I've shot almost every single Formula Drift round since 2014. This is my fifth year shooting it, so... Yeah. And so what do you then enjoy about drifting now? Since you were introduced to it pretty much from the outset. It's without just... thinking it was just Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I don't it. know. I don't know what it is for me. I just really... It's fun to watch. Like, I'm still... I like cars, but I'm not, like, the car person. Yeah. I, I still don't know half the things that people talk to me about when they're talking about cars inside a tip it's the same with me i just just nod and say yes and even if i say something completely wrong and then they just tell me otherwise i just go okay sure same works for me yeah 
Fake I, it till you try and make it. Yeah, kind of thing. I'm not a details guy. <laughs> yeah, I these details. Yeah. It goes. It works. <laughs> in the case of drifting, it goes fast. It makes noise. You get covered in like bits of tire, and that's it's about the it, best. right? Exactly. I love it. I don't know. And it's my favorite thing to shoot still. So like I've t- I do pretty much anything that anyone asks me to take photos of, I'll mm-hmm. do it. But drifting is still the most fun thing to shoot. So why do you like it so much? What's the the kick for you? I don't know. I think it's the action. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Andrew with you in regards to I could explain it. <laughs> if you could put uh, so... something in it, in terms of what it's so appealing to you. So for me because I came from uh like BMX community and then also grew up filming skating Mm -hmm. uh i just love the community of drifting there's really uh there's really nothing nothing like it Mm -hmm. um and it was like the obvious transition for me um i just i just love being there i love filming it i love getting shots that other people like um i really just like doing my best to provide content for the community and i think for me personally um, I like it because everyone seems to be so friendly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which, I mean, obviously, like, if you take it to the, the competitions and stuff, there is competitiveness there, but there is also, I would say, like, camaraderie as well involved with it. I think if you look at, like, the, what, number one and two dudes right now, which, in, in competitive, which would be James Dean and Peter Visek. Why check? That's I don't know. That's how Jared says it. That right. sounds right to me. <laughs> uh, it's one of those two. Yeah. Uh, James and Peter. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> they just seem to have the greatest time. I think they're probably two of the greatest drivers uh, as far as drifting goes mm-hmm. in the world. And they're always getting out of the car, high-fiving, hugging. They're so stoked. Like, they're always stoked. It. And I think that's the energy that I, I think until they came over, over here, I was kind of missing in drifting. Uh, because I think in grassroots, everyone's stoked, helping each other, uh, doing whatever they can, really enjoying themselves. And I think the competitive scene was kind of missing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. It was I mean, getting almost too competitive. It was, like, yeah, too competitive. Yeah. Well, because I, I think Formula Drift is like secretly building some of the most high-tech, fastest, amazing cars in, in racing. Well, I think it's, isn't it like the highest horsepower race series is Formula Drift right now compared to everyone else? Yeah. Basically, right? Basically, and we aren't if we aren't counting like drag racing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, well, I guess yeah. it's still a drag strip, it's still a circuit of sorts, but yeah, but no, I mean they're not quite ten thousand horsepower yet, but one day, yeah, we're getting there. Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> when Daigo came over and suddenly had twelve hundred horsepower, uh, Conrad Grunewald the next year had twenty two hundred horsepower. At least yeah. his car was capable of that. Yeah. Dean's car, I think, has thirteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's um, what's like the it's like eight fifty to like a thousand is kind of the sweet spot where most people are, right? Yeah, eight fifty is where you need to be. Uh, people... And even at grassroots, it's like six fifty is like where. You yeah, need to be. yeah, it depends. On, it depends on the scene. Um, unfortunately, the days of having like a three hundred horsepower SR is kind of gone. Yeah, and that's yeah. why SR prices have dropped so much. Yeah, and I'm excited about that personally. Look, <laughs> everyone wants an SR20 DET, right? Isn't Not anymore. Bit... It's know, great. That's what I want. I want it so bad. Um, but it's yeah, it is funny how, and especially even if you look back uh, at some of the earlier days of drifting and seeing how like you thought it was close, but it never was really that close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now they really are that close. I mean, if there was just like that. Wasn't that a video release with the drone footage this past week? Oh yeah, from uh, from Johnny FPV. Which is like incredible. Yeah, it's like yeah. 
It's insane. So uh, I've been like a big hater of drone footage uh-huh. because it's always because that's what you always wanted to do. Yeah, I always thought someone like Johnny FPV should come in and mm-hmm. get close, really show the cars because it was always like drone tricks, top one third of the car, two thirds air. And now, I mean, that dude got up in it. Yeah. yeah. And it, but it really shows how close they are. And at these incredible speeds, I think the drone, that drone footage specifically showed how fast these cars are going now. Like, I don't think I've ever seen the speed translated so well and the proximity as in that video. Yeah. I mean, what? They're like the entrance, they get into like, I mean, it's triple digit entry speeds now. Yeah, we're close. And it's like inches, literally. I mean, I always, when they do the transition, I'm always like, I still can't get where they can do the transition yeah. be so close. And then when they do the flip. I mean, the car control is just incredible. (laughs) And it's just, well, it's them having that confidence in the other driver that they can actually do that. And I mean, you're working on muscle memory at that point because you're creating so much smoke that you don't really know where you are. No, you can't see anything. And you saw that actually this last round in Texas. People were getting lost in the smoke. Yeah. They were. I know you were there. I was there. I was just watching on the uh, live stream. Yeah. (laughs) I don't travel as much anymore. No. (laughs) Do you really need to travel though that much these days? Yeah. No. No. The airport who wants that. Yeah. I don't like flying. I definitely <laughs> prefer the I mean, road trips. When we lived in Seattle just mm-hmm. this past uh, what month and a half ago, uh we drove to St. Louis. We did. That was, was a long drive. A huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a 6,000-mile round trip to avoid flying. We yeah. saw Mount Rushmore there. That was cool. And that was cool. <laughs> that was Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. But uh how long did it take you to do the drive then? Uh we slept in the car what twice? Yeah. So that would oh, have been word. that would have been uh, what, probably like was two three? full days yeah. of driving and half that's a day. Awful. Yeah, I mean that's a lot to do to skip out in that two and a half hour flight, right? Yeah, flight, yeah. flights are really expensive to St. Louis <laughs> so, from Seattle, though. So we saved a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So we did the St. Louis trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we left on a Monday. Monday. We left on a Monday. Got there Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Did the event. Drove back home, and we're back home by Tuesday. Then we packed. Then we packed and moved back to Los Angeles the next weekend. Fun. Yeah. So it wasn't like you had like anything going on no. whatsoever. And we didn't know we were moving. Yeah, we didn't know we were moving until we were in St. Louis. So, oh. so, <laughs> so we started packing Thursday and then left on we a Monday. We left on Monday. The yeah. Following, yeah. And everyone loves to pack. Oh, oh. yeah. So it's much. also great when you don't know anybody, so you're just doing it alone, and you yeah. can't afford us. movers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you can't even use pizza to bribe, pizza and beans yeah. to bribe someone. I know. It was just us loading the truck up. <laughs> just mad the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and then when you realize, you know when you've made it, is when you've got to that point where you can afford movers. Yeah. Yeah. That's like... That's all I want. All I want is to be able life. to afford movers. Exactly. That's all like, I need. I've, I've hit the point in life where I'm secure in the fact I can pay for movers to move yeah unload i'm happy i'm done i've basically decided so happy i'm not gonna move out of my mom's house until i can (laughs) afford movers because like then i know like oh i can afford rent and movers let's do this that's it you you got it made then yeah (laughs) i mean but then you've also got the thing that the point as well is like you get to a point where you have to afford movers because your friends don't work for pizza and beer anymore yeah yeah because one they're either older and smarter or two, they're older and they're more injured and they can't go and pick yeah. up those boxes yep. as much as you want yeah. them to. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, insurance. I can't afford most of my friends' day rates to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so I was also going to ask, Santos Caitlin, obviously I mentioned you are the superstar 
Twitch streamer. <laughs> Not a superstar. <laughs> oh, I, I think you're underselling yourself very much so. But how did you but then sort of like make the pivot into this new, like, this new land, this new way um, of what Twitch is? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really actually know much about streaming at all um, a couple years ago. I didn't even watch, I didn't really watch streaming or anything. I thought it was interesting. I was like, I don't know why people would sit here and watch people well, do things. My first question is, they're not for me, because I obviously know the answer to this, but my father, Nigel McKeon, he want to know exactly what streaming is, essentially, or what it is, or what's the best way to describe it? Oh, God. <laughs> the way that I, I, it's like, I've tried to explain it to my parents, too, because it's really confusing. Yeah, they're like, get- I don't get this. You don't need to get it, mom and dad. Like growing up, my dad was always like, you can't put your last name on the internet. Like no one can know who you are. (laughs) And so now I'm like, oh yeah, I just sit in front of a camera and uh, stream whatever I'm doing. So I show like, I'll do games. I'll do video games because I game basically every single day. So I'll stream video games or I'll stream photo edits. And I was... um, at Irwindale last year, which is kind of when I started taking streaming seriously, mm-hmm. I started doing uh, IRL streams, which stands for in real life. So I just had my phone and I put it on top of my camera and I was at Formula Drift Irwindale and I was out there just streaming practice because Formula Drift doesn't stream their practice sessions. And people love that. They love IRL streaming and they love IRL drifting streaming. And then, so aside from that, did you offer anything else with it? Do you give your own commentary on it or anything like that? Or how else? Yeah, so I just, I interact with the chat. I really like interacting with people in chat. So like people will come in and they'll talk and I'll just, it's like my, it's like my daily social interaction because I don't leave my house very much. Sure. As a freelancer, it's like you leave when you need to. Yeah. Otherwise you're just at home. Maybe go go grocery shop. That's about it. You, You leave for money or to spend money. Exactly. Yeah. So I and pajamas are really comfortable. Yeah, Let's they be are. About that. Oh yeah, I know. That's that's not beat around the bush here. And that's the thing. When I'm streaming, I'm always wearing sweatpants. By the way, because you only see my top half. It's great. It's very comfortable. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> but yeah, so I just sit there and I'll talk to chat. I'll interact with them. I'll. I don't really do much commentary. That's not really. I don't know. Commentary is not really my thing. Sure, but. In regards to interact with the chat, how do you feel the like your subscribers and the fans and the people that watch your live streams? I mean, I will say sometimes the internet is not the nicest of places. Yeah. And I'm guessing that probably I... <laughs> that has something, I mean... Mm-hmm. Definitely as a woman, I know women get more hate in their chats than other streamers do. Yeah. I don't want to say that it's like a sex thing, but like it is sometimes. Sure. Um, but I have I have several mods, and they just will ban them immediately if they say anything bad. I don't really respond to people that say anything bad in my chat because there's no point. Yeah. You know? You don't want to give them that, like, acknowledgement kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I'll usually just ignore them, and then they get banned, and it's not... I don't, I don't think about it the anymore. Com- the community is also pretty self-policing. So yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people, people that people follow me. A lot of people in my chat, they, like, they don't stand for that anyway. They'll be like, really? And, and the mod is a moderator, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, moderator. And then, so, and do you know these people? Have you ever met them in real life? Or are these people that are like... Just... Most of them I know in real life. Like, Drew's a moderator, and oh. then... So he's like your minion yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of friends that do it, and then people that I've basically been interacting with for a year because of streaming. I have them as mods, too. 
Yeah, we've so, met a lot of great people yeah. through gaming, through streaming. Um, that The people that we game with, I think I'm closer them, with than people I actually know know. In real life. Yeah. And only two of them we actually know in real life. All yeah. the other ones we met literally playing games. And then, but what parts of the world are they all from? Are they from uh, predominantly the West Coast or are they can they be anywhere under the sun? The the Most of our group actually now lives in Los Angeles. I was going to say, because yeah. it probably helps as well with The you. servers and everything, you end up on the West Coast. But, uh, but... her most recent uh, mod, Deb. He lives in Bulgaria. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, yeah, it's people, they're from literally all over the world. It's incredible. And I was going to say, so, and then I'm assuming when you stream, you probably stream... How often a week are you streaming? Um, I'm streaming Monday through Friday, starting generally at 5 p.m. Is that 5 p.m. About uh, Pacific Standard Pacific, Time? Pacific, yeah. So and what it's time five is that hours. In, in Bulgaria then? It's really late. He's He usually logs off, I think, and he'll be like, it's 6 a.m. or yeah. it's 5 a.m. And I'm yeah. like, go to sleep. <laughs> so he uh, he like works like long hours. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll come and watch Caitlin stream. Yeah. There's just another... There's I have a, people in... Yeah, I have France. someone in France. I have people in the UK. And I stream at night on yeah. the West Coast. So they're all up really late. Yeah. It's amazing. And so what are the games then that you're they're playing when you're streaming, when you're um, not photo editing, I guess? My primary games are Overwatch and Fortnite and Forza. So I'll do Forza Motorsport 7 or Forza Horizon 3 and now Forza Horizon 4. Ooh, the <laughs> yeah, new one. The new one. <laughs> and how is the new one, by the way? It's very good. Well, <laughs> I can't give my final impressions yet. No, it's, so. not, what, it's like the 28th. We have to give our final impressions. <laughs> Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah but I really like it. <laughs> it was so strange. So we got that email about uh, here's your code, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and you can stream it before giving out your impression. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't make any so sense. Does this mean that you have to like be deadpan the whole time you stream? <laughs> and be like, no. I could no. say that I like it or that it's beautiful. She can be happy, but it, she can't be happy and that's her final thought. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe you're just happy because you've got just, a controller in your hands. Just enjoy it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you're happy just that, a happy person. You're happy you've got great the internet connectivity is working wonders. Yeah. So this the stream is great. Yep. But yeah. It's a funny thing, reviewing games. It is. Yeah, it really is. Um, I enjoy it. I'm very thankful for it mm-hmm. because I haven't had to buy a Forza since uh, 4, a, a Forza Motorsport 4. Yep. Um, but also, uh, there's so many things you need to follow, and now there's new new uh, rules that you have to disclose that you were given the game in exchange for a review. Um, yeah. It's funny. About those rules, does it's that, interesting. Does that? How does that impact you in regards to your like social media presence? A pair of you then. Um. So, like, we're gonna talk about Forza no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna. We never really. We would have bought the game anyway. We would have bought the game anyways, <laughs> but we're we're never really giving like an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. We're basically just being like we're playing this. And yeah. If someone asks, we'll say something. But I don't know. We're not. Uh, we're never really in that territory where we have to do hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored. Yeah. Because they gave us the game, we disclose that, and that's it. Yeah. And you're not probably making. I mean, you're probably making like podcast money off it as well. Those podcast millions. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I wish I have I had made any money from OMG Drift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how these passion projects kind of like when you make money. Yeah. It's really someone else making that money from you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, 
uh, not to get too far off, but like OMG Drift had advertisers in 2011 and then never again. Yeah. Like literally never again. But you felt weird again. about advertising anyway. I feel so. weird about all of it because for me it was always just like a passion project and I understand why people want to make money. Obviously. Yeah. Because money's nice. Yeah. You can pay for movers, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all getting then back you to that can pay for the question. movers. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. Had I merchandised more, taken out more advertisers, I could have paid for that move back yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but I've always just seen it as a project. I've always seen it as something where, like, I just want to put out content. I don't care too much about all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And you, but you must have a pretty loyal following, though, with... Yeah, not as much anymore. Um, <laughs> but we, we used to. I mean, there's people... I mean, I know you have had times when you've been, yes, this is great, and then, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, yeah. And it's not there anymore. It's yeah, no, I, I, and I, I go through that, like, regularly. <laughs> like, twice or three times a day? Dude. Before all, lunch. At yeah, least. lunch. <laughs> at least. Uh, I'm happy that Caitlin, like, that Caitlin and I are, you know, friends and can talk about all of this, because I'll have moments where I hate everything. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have moments where I'll read our DMs and be like, oh, I'm, I made an impact on one person. That's all that really matters. Oh, you helped me. Yeah. There you go. See, <laughs> hashtag ad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, I always go through that struggle though, um, and especially now that I have like a real job. Mm-hmm. I just did air quotes. I know. I like it. Yeah. Uh, now that I have like a real job, it's trying to figure out like the longevity of OMG Drift. What I want to do doesn't make sense to keep it open. Doesn't make sense to just you know shut it down. Sure. So, can you tell us a little bit about what your new job is? Yeah, so I'm the community manager for Hoonigan. Okay. And that basically just means I, like, talk to YouTube, talk to Twitter, somewhat talk to Instagram, uh, and just kind of be a member of the community, uh, understand where the community is at, and just make sure there's a line between Hoonigan and the people that watch what we do. And so... What is it like working at the Bahamut that is Hoonigan? It's it's amazing. Um I mean aside from your lungs being filled every day with smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a respirator on my desk. Um Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. The the way that like everyone's brain works there is just on a totally different level. It's like really, really forward thinking. Um working under like someone like Brian Scotto is insane. Mm-hmm. because his brain just works differently and you just like kind of want to sit there and marvel at it and also not be that weirdo that says you want to marvel at Brian Scotto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, but it's also, it's not your first time at Hoonigan though, is it? Yeah, I was there in, uh, I think, 2015 to 2016. Yeah. Uh, but I was doing a lot more then for them and I got burned out and thought I could do something else and that something else ended up being like driving for Lyft. <laughs> hey, it's look, it's a different kind of driving, hey, right? I, I enjoyed my time as a Lyft driver, but <laughs> I could have stayed at Hoonigan. <laughs> if I would have just maybe like slept on the weekends, I would have been fine. Yeah. So two questions now. One, yeah. were you the impetus for Shitcar on Hoonigan? Was yeah. Were you the famous person that sent them the message about the $350 BMW? Yes. It actually <laughs> was me. It is actually. Uh, so I was on OfferUp, mm-hmm. and I saw this $350 BMW, and I was like, Oh, if I don't, I, I, I sent it yeah, to her. Yeah, he wanted to buy it, and I was like, no. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go buy this because it's across the bridge in Long Beach. Uh-huh. And she was like, no, you cannot buy this car. <laughs> we have a two-car garage. Caitlin, and I like your thinking. It. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I 
copied it and mm-hmm. sent it over to Vin mm-hmm. and said, yo, it is a $350 BMW. Please go buy it. And they <laughs> bought it that night. And it's like the most famous Hoonigan car. Yeah. I actually I love shit car. And if you've been following what we've been doing, like with the rear mounted turbo, mm-hmm. it is so stupid. And I love it. Yeah. Do you think shit car is now more famous than the Hoonicorn? <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's weird. I actually think they're about on the same level. Um, mm-hmm. Content wise, I think shit car is some of our best content, like view wise. People fucking love. Oh, sorry. That's all right, okay. Drew. People love shit car. You can have the swears occasionally. Oh, I realize we have been saying shit car this entire time, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. People love shit car. Yeah. And I see why. We actually have been getting a lot of people because we're trying to make it nicer, being like, this is not shit car anymore. I'm like, no, it's still, it's still shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you it's could, so if shitty. you could see it in person, you would realize it's how. Not very, I'll be honest. I've seen beneath the uh, the kimono there, and it really is not oh, the nicest of cars. It's so much worse now. I mean, I could understand why it was only three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh, it it was bad. Well, they took it to SEMA last year, mm-hmm. and one person stood on it, like on the hood, and then suddenly everybody stood everybody on it. took pictures standing yeah. on shit car. Yeah. Which what is. Car? I know they asked me if I want to stand on it, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so, aside from obviously having shit car, what is it that you think that makes Hoonigan like, tick, or what's make it so popular with its... its uh, why is it taken off like it has in regards to its popularity? Um, Hoonigan's, like, really inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're in this era of streetwear that's very exclusive, and, you know, things are going for thousands of dollars these rare pieces shout out to Supreme yeah no exactly Hoonigan just wants people to have fun with cars and because we have fun with cars Uh, I I think it's just a it's a brand I've always really admired Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like two brands I've always loved and it was Rogue Status and it was Hoonigan and it's just it's, it's such an inclusive brand they have fun with cars they're just doing whatever they want with cars and uh they also kind of have like a scumbaggy brand voice sure and i like that yeah personally because that comes to your bmxing and your skateboarding days. yeah That's it's like it all it through. it's like all the same dudes yeah you know um but why is it that you think they've taken off so well on with the the youtube and the website and things like that where it's been more popular they're just putting out a ton of content yeah there was this huge void in the market and fun content yeah for free yeah. Big thing for free. Yeah. So much content for free. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't as much like car content at the time when they started too, right? No. Not even a little bit. Not very much on YouTube. You had like the, the few YouTubers. Yeah. And those same YouTubers are still really big now. Yeah. But Hoonigan was just doing so many different things and had so many connections within the industry. And they were just having fun doing cool stuff. And the guys are pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, you're fun, Drew. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I can, I can be. Yeah. Generally speaking, I'm pretty quiet. And if you're I, not moving. Yeah. And you're not doing a long drive to St. Louis, you're pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> but everyone seems like what they are on camera also seems very much like what they are yeah. off camera. No, that persona transfers. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty genuine, I think. Yeah. Oh, super genuine. Suggest. I think it's easy. I think everybody feels like they kind of know everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you can watch a video and you know what Vinny's like, you know what Brian's like, you definitely know what Hurt's like. Yeah. Uh, and they don't really hold back from that. Yeah. I wonder, do you think, would you ever want to be that, 
I mean, I can ask Caitlin this now. How, when you're walking and you've left the house for that one time that week <laughs> and you're doing your shopping and someone comes up to you and goes, oh my Lord, it's well, Caitlin. It hasn't happened to me like in my town, but it happens to me at Formula Drift. People will stop me and they'll want to talk or take photos or anything. And I'm always really happy to do it. It's amazing. I'm always like, oh, you follow me? Really? I don't know. It's like weird that people follow me. So. Because I'll be honest and say, it doesn't happen very often in the podcast. <laughs> but when someone comes and realizes who you are, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Yeah. And fun. It was weird the first time. Yeah, the and first now time. I kind of... I. I'm more used to it and I just I like I like meeting the people that I've either talked to in chat or I've messaged on Instagram or or even the people I've met people that have never talked to my chat and mm-hmm. he was like I watch you all the time but I just lurk I never chat and I was like oh that's really cool I didn't realize you like it's just I don't know it's cool to meet them yeah. I, th- I think it's cool to meet anybody that has dedicated any, Any amount, amount of, of time, time to watching me. Yeah, yeah I, if, <laughs> I like, agree. If you put in those 35 minutes to an hour listening to me once a week, look, I applaud you for That's that huge. effort. Yeah. And mean, it means it's a, a big deal. Yeah. It's you, my dad. My mum occasionally, <laughs> my wife, and that's it. And you, <laughs> all four people. Yes. <laughs> it's great. But no, I mean, that, I, but I guess that all builds in with the idea of everyone being so connected and then feeling that the more engagement there, because the more engaged, well, the more you want to do it, I suppose. Right. Yeah, I uh, I used to get recognized all the time as Mr. OMG Drift, mm-hmm. and then I was tired of that because I couldn't like go to an event. He shoved me in front of like everything. Yeah. <laughs> So you're the fall guy. Is that what's happened? This yeah. stunt I really 100%. became the like OMG Drift person. But it's really worked out for you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you took it for, further than I was ever going to be able to take it, and you've been doing it without like trying. You know, I've, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've got photos of where Caitlin's or if she's been so engrossed in the drift that she's even almost lost her head as bits of wing flies above and yeah. below her. Oh yeah, that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling these two people that I was sitting next to on the plane about that. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, you just got to get the shot. When uh, when Blake Olson, yeah, uh, almost decapitated you. Yep. It would have been worth it. It would have been worth it. I would have got the shot. It would have been it great for been me. The shot. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like that one guy that uh, who got smacked by that three fifty Z wing. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, that's awful, poor guy. Yeah, that I, photo's incredible though. Great photo. It's great, just the face, which yeah. was squished. Together. Yeah, oh. and his face afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and then he had to pour his eardrums with that engine. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's, it's worse. Everything. Poor ears. Poor face. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Poor humiliation. Whatever wing that was, though, good for them because it really stood up. It did. It really held. <laughs> held it held up. You didn't. You just got to show someone. Look, you don't need to lay on the wing. You don't need to step on the wing. You just need to push it against someone's face yeah. driving past the crowd. If it holds up. I mean, I'm sure it was Big Country Labs. Yeah, it probably was. I'm sure it was one of their very strong, great wings, just knocking people out. Probably. We all need one of those Big Country Lab wings. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> But um, so with that being the case, and where do you think the future lies in re- both of you guys in regards to what's happening in regards to the Hoonigan engagement and what's happened in the streaming world? Or what are you guys up to then coming forward for the rest of the year, I should say? I'll let you go for it. Oh, no. <laughs> no pressure, I mean... Caitlin. No more moving unless you hit the big bucks. Yeah, no moving. I'm at my mom's house right now, so, hey. you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I'm just... I'm about to hit my one-year anniversary of being a Twitch affiliate. Mm-hmm. 
um, in October. So I'll be doing more IRL streaming in Irwindale and I don't know, just getting continuing streaming. It's just a steady growth. I don't really focus on the numbers though. So will you ever branch out and do other things aside from the Formula Drift streaming and the gaming? I, ha- I have done streaming at uh, grassroots drift events too. It always depends on my cell service. So yeah. oh, that's a big one. Yeah. So it's easier at Formula Drift events than grassroots. But the wireless or uh, just like cell signal, like at Willow Springs, I don't think I'd be able to do it. No, you'd have to get one of those uh, fancy get, gun run yeah. backpacks. Yeah, I have to get a hotspot and everything. Yeah, and that's just too expensive. Yeah, but and it's, it's for a start, it's too hot at Willow Springs generally anyway. Yeah. That's true. It and Willow's just there. kind of like, unless you're at like Horse Thief or Street, you're probably streaming from Balcony. Yeah. Yeah, no one really. <laughs> no one really cares about no one that. Wants that. Grassroots is weird <laughs> with streaming because people don't seem to care about grassroots streaming mm-hmm. or ga- grassroots drifting as much as they put on. Yeah. Well, I guess it's more I think the people that care about it are probably too busy driving their yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. There. They're yeah. all at that event. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just hitting more events, hopefully. I'd love to... There's just so many drift events that I've never gotten to go to, and I just would like to... Well, like Super Duty's this weekend. Yeah, I know. And I'm... And you're here instead. And I'm here. <laughs> Which I'm very thankful for, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but I'd like to be able to afford to go to those events. I don't know. <laughs> Is there any international events that you'd like to target to get to? I mean, basically, literally any international event <laughs> that I could go to, because I've only ever... The last time I like left the country, I went to Mexico on a cruise, and mm-hmm. before that, it was Australia in high school. So I'd love to go. I'd always want to go to literally Gap. anywhere. Gapville is always the one I want to go mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do a uh, Goodwood. I wanted to do a uh, Drift Shifters, Drift Shifters, which they just had, and yeah. we almost were almost. able to afford the plane ticket. We missed. Uh, we found a four hundred and eighty dollar plane ticket round trip from Seattle to where was it? Um, wherever drift shifter was in the UK, Liverpool, Liverpool, yeah, sorry, <laughs> under five hundred dollar round trip ticket, and I mean it would have been was it. that like Reykjavik Air, Air Iceland or whatever? Yeah, where it was like, like you have to yeah. spend a two days in Reykjavik before you get let you back on the plane, kind of thing. Yep, something like that. Yeah, it's almost like, did takes it. Six though. days to get there <laughs> yeah. and back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know drift shifters. There's always like so much stuff happening in Australia, and uh, obviously a Japan trip needs it to happen. It would just be so cool to see any international event. And the, the drift shifters in particular is rather unique with the way yeah. how it's all done with the, like a, a point system with having yeah. it close. It's all like automated, which seems kind of cool as well. It's a cool. I really system. enjoy watching it. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. And like we love Mad Mike and everything he does. Of course, you can't not love yeah. Mad Mike and everything he does because yeah. he's so awesome and nice. Yeah, like one of the nicest people I've met within drifting is Mad Mike. Yeah, just in life meeting Mad Mike. Yeah, he's super nice. And he's like still regularly checks in. Was excited that we were going to try and come over. I mean, he is just like one of those genuine people that like keeps me in drifting. And not only that, his wife is also very nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> and I can't wait for his son to start going faster than him. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. He. It's the twenty-four minute thing. Yeah. He's like yeah. already there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, for the gap, I want to go because I'm always what those crazy. Uh, Vikings get up to in those six months of darkness. Yeah. When they say, you know what this car, this Volvo needs? We need to get the largest turbo from a Freightliner truck and put it on and do three of them at least. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, they're, they're insane. 
it's it's so good. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the the big list of things we'd love One to do. Day. And then Drew, so what have Hoonigan got you going to do for the remainder of the year? Uh, realistically, nothing I can currently talk about. Mm-hmm. But there are some cool things we'll be doing. Um, well, I could maybe suggest that Aunt, since I've got a PR release about Hoonigan maybe making an appearance at SEMA. Did you get a PR release for that? I did from SEMA. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> when? Uh, last week. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Hoonigan's going to be at SEMA doing something. <laughs> I, haven't... I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they said, SEMA said that they were very happy that Hoonigan's going to be doing an event at SEMA. Oh. Cool. Cool. How many more details did they give? Uh, I think they gave a few more, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. I have to look at my phone right now. Well, that's uh, impractical being here on the podcast. Yeah, you uh, just just keep an eye out at SEMA for something that Hoonigan's going to do, maybe. Yeah. Because I haven't read the press release. There you go. See, I'm glad you, I'm glad you authorized it in the way out there. Yeah, my, uh, my email automatically blocks everything from SEMA. It does? Yeah, it's like picked SEMA up as spam, and I've never chosen to correct it. I have some weird blocker on mine now, too, and I always have to open it to, like, check all the emails. Oh, yeah. We have, like, a super email encryption. so weird. I don't know what happened. That happens when you live in Seattle. Yeah. People just are always trying to hack me constantly. Uh. They're always trying to get into all my accounts, so we had to lock everything down with, like, triple factor. Yeah. It's all that that, uh, OMG big bucks, all those OMG millions. They're all after. That's what they're after. That's what they're after. They'll be so disappointed. If only they knew. I don't even have, I don't have credit cards or a debit card. I'm like, I got to go to the bank if I'm going to spend money. (laughs) It's all about, it's all about aiming for those movers, right? Yeah. So with that being the case, if anyone's wanting to track you guys down to follow you on social media, where's the best place they can find you guys at? Who wants to go first? Oh, I guess I'm going first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Caitlin Shoots on basically every social media platform. That's do I need to spell that? Would that be ideal? You, you can prob- do no one knows how to spell Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> you probably should spell okay. it. Okay, it's C A I T L I N Shoots. Probably and don't need to spell that. I don't think I need to spell yeah. that. Isn't, doesn't it have like a W and a J in it somewhere? <laughs> somewhere. Definitely, yeah. a, definitely a so J. So that's Caitlin Shoots on Instagram? Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. No MySpace? <laughs> Bringing it back. Bringing it I back. deleted my MySpace back when I was like 22. Oh, I was so sad. I shouldn't have deleted such it. Such a mistake. I know. Oh, I, know. It's all, gonna be coming back. I could go it's through all my high school messages. All the short-sighted things I did as like a young adult. Yeah. Just get rid of MySpace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom and what's he doing now? Yeah. Killing the game. <laughs> Tom's killing it. Have, I know. He's a great photographer. It? Yeah. No, he's great. He's killing it. I know. He's living his best life. He, yeah. We've got that, what, 400 million? Yeah. And it's like, look, I'm just becoming a photographer, stay in fancy hotels and... Live the life. That's exactly what I would do. And I, I guarantee yeah. you, most of those hotels he's not paying for. Probably. They're like, oh, you're Tom. That's cool, dude. Oh, you're Tom. I was friends with you. You were my first MySpace friend. Exactly. We know each other. (laughs) We're practically related to my first friend on MySpace. And then, Drew, what about you? Uh, I'm at Drew Fishbein on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was recently hacked, so I have like 300 followers. Nice. My old account got shut down. You're also uh, at OMG Drift. I'm also at OMG Drift. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we sometimes post stuff on there. And uh, yeah, you can talk to me on uh, YouTube. If you comment on Hoonigan videos, I might respond to you. Ooh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you, well, I guess you'll be responding during the day and Brian does it late at night when he says mean things about people. Yeah. Pretty much. I think so. Surmise? I don't really know who's controlling everything. So I'll be like commenting on something actively and then I'll realize I just posted a second comment and I'm like, guys, this is this is what I'm here for. <laughs> Look, Brian never sleeps. 
Yeah, no, I mean, he he doesn't. He never sleeps, and he doesn't stop talking. Yeah. So it's great. Look, that's why got to He's like that's that's why he is where he is. Yes. Well, uh, speaking of that, then we'll thank you so much, the pair of you, for taking your Saturday to come talk to the two of us. Thank and you. you can thank also you. find me at No Breaking N O B R A K I N G dot com or at No Breaking on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can always find Kaiju Kiwi, the loudest dog <laughs> on the podcast, at Kaiju Kiwi. And so, guys, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.